0: Hey Marlins fans, welcome to the first episode of Marlins 9. Nine innings, nine players, one team. Your Miami Marlins. This podcast is going to be talking about all things fish. From Major League news to the Minor League system and everything in between. It's all going to be covered here in Marlins 9. My name is Jeremiah Geiger. I'm a diehard Marlins fan and I'm really excited to get this project going. Right now the Marlins are 4-7. and seven. They're heading into a big game against St. Louis tonight, um, trying to avoid the three-game sweep and really provide some momentum going into the weekend against the Atlanta Braves. But although Miami's under 500, and a lot of fans, I know a lot of fans on Twitter are starting to get discouraged and frustrated with the progress of this team. I kind of want to put a put a stop to the nar- that narrative, and just preach patience to these fans because a lot of the concern is coming from the offensive side, not the pitching side. The pitching has held up so far. We were seeing dominant results from Sandy, very good results from from Pablo as the number two, and of course Trevor Rogers was National League Rookie of the Year or runner-up to National League Rookie of the of the Year last season, he's got great stuff. So uh, the, the rotation isn't a question mark in my mind. Even the back end with Eliezer Hernandez, who's a solid 4 or 5, Jesus Luzardo, who's still a mystery in my mind, the Marlins have players, have pitchers knocking on the door, Edward Cabrera in AAA, Max Meyer in AAA, I, I don't think Max Meyer has anything left to prove in AAA. A. He's ready for a call up to the Majors. The the Marlins organization is loaded in for the the starting rotation for the future of this of this pitching staff. A lot of the concern though is coming from the offensive standpoint. When the Marlins went out and signed Aviceel Garcia and Jorge Soler, it was expected like wow, we're gonna have we're going to have power we're we're going to have more production we're going to elevate this lineup from what it was last year and simply put it hasn't happened yet it's been it's been ugly to say the least uh garcia's hitting hitting 200 jorge soler's been playing almost every day starting at the you know batting batting first batting leadoff almost every day and he's hitting a buck 43 it's been it's been rough as Marlin's fans to watch these expected signings play so poorly to begin the year again, it's early it they've played eleven games. We need to have patience. We need to let these players get through their struggles, and they will start swinging the bat. They're going to come around, and that goes for um Hazer's Aguilar as well. a lot of people oh, Jesus Aguilar hasn't had an extra base hit. He would have led the majors in RBIs last year had he not gotten injured. He he's, he's a good, good baseball player. He's a good hitter. We just need patience, and the bats are going to start to come alive because the addition of veterans who haven't been hitting, save Joey Wendell, when you mix that with... With, with budding stars like Jazz Chisholm, and and the center fielder, Jesus Sanchez, who has been hitting the cover off the ball this season, you're going to have a, a good chance to win games if if all those pieces come together and they haven't yet, which is why Miami's sitting three games under 500. But it's so early in the season, I think I think Miami. Has to be patient with their veterans and continue to play them. Don't, don't. I, I mean, I'm seeing tweets saying we need to get rid of Abascal Garcia and and Jorge Soler is terrible and everything. And it's just patience. They've played 11 games. You have to have patience, especially as a Marlins fan. You, <laughs> especially as a Marlins fan, you have to have patience. I still have faith in these guys. I still have faith in these signings. And I'm excited to continue watching this ball club and see where they go. Because, like I said, the pitching's there. The pitching is there. We have more pitching on the doorstep of the major leagues waiting, waiting to get in. The farm system is rich. It's an exciting time to be a Marlins fan. And I really think beginning this season... There's a real competitive window open for the fish to get back into the playoffs and eventually um, and make a run at that championship, which is the goal of all thirty teams, right? So I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season and seeing it play out how it is. I'm I I'm extremely impressed with Joey Wendell so far, who Miami acquired. Via trade with the with the Tampa Bay Rays uh this offseason, he's been spectacular for the fish. Hitting the ball, uh, his defense has been outstanding. And once the rest of those those big signings, those big boppers in the middle of the lineup, Garcia and Soler, and of course Aguilar, who's been with the team for a couple years now, once they start once they start to get going, which I believe they will, this team can make some serious noise in the National League East and in the MLB as a whole because of the young talent that they're playing daily right now and the veterans that are going to come come around and start hitting. It's an exciting time. and But that being said, this is a huge game tonight. This is a huge weekend coming up against the Braves because you don't want to get in a big hole. Even with the talent, even with the veterans, who who I believe are going to start hitting eventually, you need to start doing it soon. You need to start winning ball games because potential doesn't win you ball games. Winning baseball games it increases your standings, you in the standings. And right now, Miami's last place. They're four and seven. The Mets have won ten games already, and there's a small sense of urgency from the Marlins fan base to get things going. I know I've said it's early, but I do agree that if you fall too far in the NL East behind the Braves, behind the Phillies, behind the Mets, it's going to be really hard to climb out of that hole early on. So tonight's game and the next three games against the Braves are are going to be a really good indicator of where this team is um, if they're starting to jive together. How they respond to the first two games of this of this series versus the Cardinals? Can they avoid the sweep? Can they win a series against Atlanta? But um, the bullpen, something I haven't talked about, I, I have mixed feelings about because I really really like the Tanner Scott and Cole Sulser, uh, acquisitions from Baltimore. Tanner Scott has great stuff, um. Stephen Okert early on this year. Again, these are all tiny, very, very small, tiny sample sizes. But Stephen Okert's thrown the ball well. Richard Blyer is not getting a lot of action, but um, you know he's he is a solid pitcher. The Marlins bullpen is full of solid, albeit not spectacular pitchers. However, the two that really stand out to me are Tanner Scott and Cole Sulser both of whom especially Tanner Scott have very good stuff and Anthony Bender he's really struggled at the closer role but it's hard to really fault him because of his lack of experience at the closer position and Dylan Floral will be coming back so if the if the bullpen can stay being solid and not completely implode Miami we'll have a real chance to be competitive come July, come August, come playoff push time. So I'm really excited to see where this season goes. Um, Jacob Stallings behind catcher. I know he hasn't hit the ball well, but it's a relief that the pitching staff finally has a gold glove caliber, gold glove winner behind the dish uh calling the games for them. I'm not concerned about his offense. Again, he's another one who he's not going to be hitting 130, 140 all year. They're going to start hitting the baseball. They're going to get back in the form. It's early in the season. I don't I don't think uh the the fan base should be stressed out as much as they are appearing to be about the Marlins offense. It's better than last year. Okay, it's not the same same team as last year when players like Devin Morero and no offense no offense at all to these players, they were major league ma- major league players, but starting Devin Morero and John Birdie every single day isn't going to win you a lot of baseball games. Brian Anderson is another one who has really yet to show up. So, I'm preaching patience to the fan base and that we have to just sit back and let things play out. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and you know, you know, so be it. But I truly believe that the Marlins have this window with the young guys um, who are performing right now, and the and they have the farm system. Come July, come August, if they if they're in it. I'm really excited because that means they can go out and make a couple moves and really get into the playoff push come, come September. And who knows, in a couple months it's a, or in a few months from now, we could be talking about you know, the Marlins potentially being a 2022 playoff team, which would be amazing. But the window is open. We just have to have patience. So this is the first episode of this podcast, and again, I want to talk about how, how much I am excited to get this podcast going. And I want to bring other Marlins fans onto the, onto the show, onto the, onto the podcast, to talk about the fish, to hear their thoughts, have conversations with them, and really get this thing going. Um, from the beginning, so that was just kind of my my opening episode here giving you my thoughts. we need patience it's early it's an exciting time to be a Marlins fan. There's a lot of t- talent on this ball club, and I'm really excited for the next episode and I'm really excited to start getting other fans onto the ep- onto the onto the podcast to talk about to talk about the fish and, and really enjoy this season together. Thank you all for listening. Um, and we'll be, I'll be back with another episode on the Marlins nine.